Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. So what does the latest data say on longevity? Let me quote a recent story that Matt Fuchs wrote for The Times, The New York Times. Death comes for all of us, but recent research points to interventions in diet, exercise, and mental outlook that could slow down aging and age-related diseases without risky biohacks such as unproven gene therapies. A multidisciplinary approach involving all of these evidence-based strategies could get it all right. So said Dr. Walter Longo, a biochemist who runs the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California's Leonard Davis School of Gerontology. Dr. Longo, thank you so much for being here. Decipher that for us. Tell us what it means. Well, uh, it means that we've known uh, that nutrition has been uh, the most effective way to extend the lifespan of lots of organisms for, for 100 years. And now I think we're getting to the point where we should be applying that to, uh, to people and uh, centenarians are just a great uh, group uh, to, to follow to, to see, in fact, that they've, they've been applying uh, lots of the things that um, we, uh, we have found out in the lab. The person who lived the longest, as far as we know, was French and lived to the age of 122. Is that straight? Is that right? Yes. Madame Calmont uh, lived to 122. There is some... Uh, uh, some people that think that maybe that was not her, um, that was uh, meaning that she was taking the the uh, identity of her mother. Uh, but uh, you know, most people recognize uh, Madame Calmont as the oldest uh, living person. Yeah. And, and of course, people listening to this conversation will wonder, well, what was her secret as if there were a secret? What are the secrets to a long, long life? Probably um, because we're talking about such a record, uh, if you think about Michael Phelps, right, So or any athlete that wins a lot, they usually have it all, right? So they have the genes, but then they have the training, the coach, and et cetera, et cetera. So here's the same for, for centenarians. They seem to all have genes in common. What does that mean? Uh, for example, I followed Emma Morano in, in northern Italy for a long time. And she got to 117, 
and she had six uh, six brothers and sisters, all of which all of whom made it over the age of ninety. One sister made it to one hundred and two. When you see that, and we see this all the time when we go see centenarians, that means that genetically they're predisposed. Then we also see the environmental factors. So meaning their their particular their nutrition seems to be permissive, uh, meaning that. On top of having the right genes, they also do the right thing, at least as far as nutrition is concerned. And probably also, you know, they don't do exercise, but they're they're very active. Most of the people that we talk to uh, live a very active uh, life. Uh, most of the times, you know, working as farmers or, or shepherds in the in the fields. Dr. Longo, as a general proposition, is it fair to say that people are living longer today than they did at any point previously? Um, that trend is starting to go down a little bit, especially in the United States. Um, so, but yeah, let's say compare uh, to, to 50 years ago, uh, we're living on average a lot longer. A lot of that is due to the fact that a lot less people die very young, right? So then the lifespan is is increased by by the lack of um, you know people having a very short lifespan. But uh, but yeah, we're still living okay, longer. Okay, so well, a actually, you, you've already put your finger on what I most wanted to ask and discuss. Is it a function of we are healthier, science is better, medical care is better, or is it we are avoiding the sort of accidents that used to take a lot of people from us? earlier in life? Yes. Uh, and also, um, we do benefit from medicine, uh, but uh, uh, we have six years uh, that medicine has given us, right? So, so the, we, we're, we're not getting more healthy years, we're getting more sick years. And uh, so it's a very expensive way to keep people alive, essentially, right? So they then if we put more investment in nutrition, I think uh, and we have a pretty good idea that this will happen. Uh, we will get uh, a lot more healthy years and what we call health span uh, rather than, you know, most uh, Americans uh, taking by the age of 65, three, four, five drugs a day and then, you know, getting maybe two, 10 drugs a day by the time they get to 80. Dr. Longo, as I mentioned, is a biochemist who runs the Longevity Institute at the USC Leonard Davis School of Gerontology. So you cited genes, you cited nutrition, you cited activity. Actually, I want to ask about activity. How active and how much exercise? Is it necessary that I'm the sort of person who is in the gym multiple times a week? No, there's uh, no need to go to the gym, uh, uh, but um, I think some form of exercise uh, seems to be the 150 minutes or so a week uh, seem to be ideal. As you go uh, to 300 minutes, you don't see much of a, of a difference. Uh, so maybe two and a half hours a week of, of uh, exercise. And then on top of that, I think if you look at the centenarians, you probably add about a, a, an hour a day or so of walking uh, you know, doing stairs, et cetera, et cetera. We, we're, we're trying to stay away from anything that is uh, uh, that requires uh, effort. But I think uh, that's uh, that's always been uh, central in our in our ability to uh, to be healthy, but also to be happy. I began the program today. Speaking of happiness, in the first hour of my show, which was two hours ago, we talked about politically speaking, whether some among us are happier than others. 
where where does love where do relationships fall in this conversation about longevity does that deserve equal billing with genes nutrition and activity um Yes and no, meaning that there seems to be uh, two groups. The, you, you see the centenarians that are very much loved and loving, and you see the centenarians that don't care about anyone, uh, yeah. and they are just, um, you know, that sad on living and keep going, right? They're not even necessarily focusing on living long, but they just don't care. And uh, so Emma Morano was one of them, uh, Pretty isolated, but you know, made it to 117, uh, the third oldest person who ever lived in the planet, and 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 there is no uh, questions about her her uh, uh, age when she died. But you said she had a number of siblings. I, I imagine she was close to them, but maybe I shouldn't suppose that. Oh, oh no, they were all dead uh, since a long time ago. <laughs> so so. Um, uh, yeah, so she made it much, you know, so they lived to the 90s, but nobody made it to, to 117. So, so I think that um, she was able to, uh, uh, to keep going for another 20 years after everybody uh, was gone. And, um, and she just uh, was set on, on keep going and focusing on the everyday um, tasks, you know, so she would be focusing on uh, eating a cake. Uh, or, or the uh, the three eggs a day that she she ate uh, uh, she'd been eating for a long time. Dr. Longo, where you, you'll know the answer to this? Where in the world? I think it's a particular spot in Italy. Is there a population among us that they they break all the records? It seems like people who live in this particular community live very long lives in comparison to the rest of the globe. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of different uh, places in Italy and a few others uh, elsewhere. Um, there's a place that I just came back from. It's called Villa Grande Strisaili in uh, in Sardinia, and uh, unbelievably, um, they used to have lots of centenarians, and they went down to very few. And now it was just there, and they have six centenarians out of a couple thousand people, and two more that are about to turn a hundred. So really remarkable. Uh, eight uh, centenarians again out of a couple of thousand people. And the even more remarkable part is the health of them are going to be males. Uh, and this is unheard of uh, uh, anywhere else in the world. So there is a, a balance between the female and, um, and the male centenarians. And of course, females usually have a, 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 a much, much higher uh, chance of making it to 100 than, than males. And why do you think that's the case? Why do women largely do better? And nobody knows, right? So that's, uh, that's a, a big question, and, and, and many, many scientists have been working on that. I've never heard of, a, of a, a real explanation or a demonstration. I mean, there's lots of ideas, um, you know, maybe menopause, um, but, uh, yeah, nobody knows. Sum up, Dr. Longo, thank you for your time. What is it that we should most take away from the latest data on longevity? I think that, uh, you know, maybe pescatarian or vegetarian diets that, that are not too extreme, um, at least until age 70 or so, and uh, maybe fasting 12 hours a day um, and, uh, you know, also exercise 150 minutes uh, a week or so. Okay, so we, we hadn't discussed that. Fasting 12 hours a day routinely, every day, how often? Every day. 
Yeah, Every so day, say, fam- 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., right? So you start eating at 8 a.m. and you end uh, 8 p.m. This is very, very common among centenarians. And also, I always say there's lots of different fasting regimens uh, that we and others work on, but the 12-hour uh, daily fast, uh, I've never seen a negative study about that and lots of positive studies. So, Oh, my I God, I could good, never uh, do that. I'm starving right now as I'm speaking to you. Are you a practitioner of that, of being able to eat at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m.? No, between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., of course. Yes. Oh, 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 do you? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. And, do uh, your... I would say probably health for the planet. So Wait a minute. I'm sorry. In other words, common, yeah. in, I misunderstood. You are saying do all of your eating in that 12-hour period. Exactly. And fast for the remainder. Right. Oh, okay. Boy, I was worried. Yeah, I you, thought you I'll never, worried, I'll yeah, never but... make it. I'll never make it to be a centenarian. Centenarian. I can't even say the word. <laughs> centenarian. Yeah. Centenarian. Doctor Longo, that was excellent. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you see? He gave me a heart attack. I, I thought Wait I... A minute, I'm supposed to eat at 8 a.m. and then <laughs> eat at 8 p.m. That def- defies okay. my entire balance. So we're not we're not in studio together, but I can see you over Zoom, and you were your mind was like blown. I'm and I couldn't right now. I was about to break in and say no, no, no. It just means you stop eating at eight ah, p.m. You right. go to sleep, but then you don't start again until eight. So I think like we might be eating too early in the morning because we get up so early, and then a little right. too late at night. We have to shrink our time. We got to make some changes around here, Michael. Exercise a little less. Eat a little differently. Don't eat before eight or after eight. And then 70s, here we come. Like, this is very exciting. I was focused on the wrong part of the 24-hour clock when he said fasting for 12 hours. You thought the 12 hours you were awake, you couldn't fast. You couldn't eat. (laughs) I I am not a – I don't like to eat late. I don't like to eat late in the day because I get up so, so early. Same. I Um, I tell people that all the time and they make fun of me. In fact, all of my friends and family are like, okay, when TC comes over for dinner, what time do you want to eat? 5.30? You know, like they completely make fun of me. Let me tell you my takeaway from that conversation, and and this will uh, upset a portion of the audience. You Uh may thank... You may thank, and I say this with most sincerity, most sincerity, you may thank trial lawyers for the fact that we are, as a society, living a lot longer. Because, what? Because, yeah, the medicine, sure, the medicine is improving. There's no doubt about that. But the data says there are fewer early and midlife accident deaths. And that's because, you know, products are safer than they had been previously, most notably automobiles. You know, the, the likelihood is if you get in a car accident, you're going to sustain it where years ago it, it might have killed you. So it's not only that medicine is better and we're eating better and yada, yada. No, no, no. It's that few people are dying earlier in life. That's what's impacting these actuarial tables and the uh, and the averages is that fewer of us are checking out when we used to. Um, should we do a round of calls that will, be under, that will be under the headline of, you know, I had a grandmother and she lived And what to did this, she do? And here's where her secret was. Yes, I want to know. Centenarian. I think I finally have it right. Centenarian. Hey, my mother's mother, my grandmother, uh, my, uh, what should I say, maternal grandmother was a centenarian. Do either of you have a centenarian in your uh, in your lineage? Centenarian is a hundreds, right? Yeah. 
So not 70s, because you say sent in, like I, I thought when he was first no, started talking sent, about it. No, no, he's talking sept, about, we're talking sent, the, this is the C 100 word, club. Not right, the This S. is the 100 club. No, this is the 100 uh, no, club. No, but close. I have 96 and 98 on my father's side, but not in the 100s. Dan, what do you got? No, no, uh, only uh, late 80s, early 90s. On my, my half-brother's side, his grandmother lived until 104. But nice. uh, no technical blood relation to me. So, but so no. Of course, this, the separate question for a different day is, if you could have 100, if I could give you 100 assured right now, would you want it? Yes. Oh, see, I don't answer that quickly. I, I need to know quality of life because there's uh, 100 and there's 100. That's true. Right? But, you know, guess what? There's 60 and there's 60 and we're all doing all right. That's also true, isn't it? I have a oh. grandmother who lived to X and other longevity stories. Oh, Don, I, one more it, thing. Wait, yeah. one more thing. Go ahead. Go I ahead. Per- Go ahead. I, I forgot about my great aunt Marion, 105. My cousin Barb just texted me, well, great aunt Marion, 105. Okay, Thank well, you, you, couldn't have been, you couldn't have been close or you'd have remembered her. Okay. I was very, no, you know, I know I believe, a lot of family. I believe I that me. Barb, I believe that Barb was close to her, not Clearly. you. Okay. Don, Oklahoma. Hello, Don. Tell me about longevity. Well, actually, uh, what I was. Uh, calling about was uh, how do you define your fasting uh what i do as far as a, a fasting i still drink tea coffee or water during the daytime just to extend my fasting and then i usually don't eat until uh early afternoon or uh mid-afternoon uh as far so i pretty much limit my intake of my solid foods Okay, so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what time is it where in in Oklahoma right now? What time is it for you? Is it is it ten twenty six? Correct. Okay. What have you eaten? Well, I, as far as a solid food, I had a little bit of a handful of nuts. That's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than uh, drinking. Uh, I'm working on my second full glass of water, and I've had uh, three coffees. Listen, it sounds healthy, and thank you, Don. It sounds healthy, but it doesn't sound fun. Like, food is one of the great passions of life, you know? like the, I want to be healthy to an extent. I also want to be well-fed. Ken is in Canada. Let's get the view from the north. Ken, talk to me about longevity. Hi. How are you doing? Um, I had a grandmother, and she lived to be about 93, but she smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Now, I'm not condoning a pack of cigarettes a day for anybody, but uh, I think genetics plays a big role in it. Uh, Definitely. We, uh, uh, both sides of my family have uh, uh, are long-lived. Um, uh, three out of my four grandparents made it well into their 90s. But uh, it was just, uh, I thought it kind of odd that, uh, you know, you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, and you live to be 93. I mean, maybe she would have made it to 94 if she'd stopped sooner. But I don't know. Winston, but, uh, anyway, that's Win- the story. Yeah, and, and we, all, we all like to point to those, don't we? Thank you, Ken. Th- those, those of us who imbibe. In my case, I like to point to Winston Churchill, who had a long life and drank a lot and smoked cigars every single day. Andrew, you're in Massachusetts. Hi, what are you thinking? Hey, Michael. Uh, first off, I love the fact the guy talking about longevity is David Longo. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, my great aunt lived to 107 years old. She was the oldest living person in New Hampshire for a while. Nice. Um, you know, a little old Italian lady, so I'll tell you, the Italians lived for a while. 
And what to what do you attribute that? Or maybe you just told me, her Italian lineage. I think it's the Italian. I mean, this woman, she ate lard. You know, she didn't eat healthy. She didn't smoke, to my knowledge. She never drove a car. She drove it once into Poison Ivy. That was the only time she ever drove a car. And, uh, you know, just a very average woman. Worked her whole life, raised children. Never bothered a soul. A friend of my wife, he is a physician, he's a, a very noted uh, eye surgeon, told her years ago, she told me, and I've never forgotten it, if you want to live a, if you want to live a long life, don't smoke, wear a seatbelt, and stay off a motorcycle. It's hung with me. It's hung with me. I, I do two of the three. I do two of the three. Thank you for that, Andrew. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.